0: With handle art to scar trolls and charge tolls to cross worlds your bandits are catacombs and giant doors. Protect the chest at stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's ore. a grand theft of milk scrolls, Simons Questler, toe and earl, rock the shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news. The police need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot. all shit and game it glitch control the shoes. Gave it English control
1: issues. One. Yes, yes, y'all
0: Yes, y'all Yes, yes
1: y'all. y'all Well, this is Control Issues I am the AMC
0: And this is A-Dub You can find us at control-issues.com That dash is a hyphen You can also go to your podcast provider Whoever that may be Look for Control Issues Download it, subscribe to it Rate it, review it, give it five stars Do all that good stuff you can go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod Where we put up gameplay videos every so often And then you can also go down to What is that? Oh, it's Twitter Yeah, my control issues That's how you get at us
1: Oh yeah, hey Dub We are back, we're doing it Happy May the 4th Happy May the 4th to you
0: <laughs> I'm here
1: Yeah, you can't hear me?
0: There you go? Are I you there?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, yes, y'all.
0: Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all.
1: What is Control Issues? I am the AMC.
0: And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Go on over to twitch.tv slash Pod. Check out our gameplay videos and make sure you head over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle AMC. How
1: you doing? I've been good. Uh, happy May the Fourth to you. <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo also as well.:
0: I wanted to draw some fan art from May the Fourth and I let it slip by
1: if you If you were to draw any character what, what, who would it be
0: Now you see, I don't know. I, I would probably do like some Ray fan art, get that hate. <laughs>
1: I mean, it would kind of just be cool just to I'd draw like a super detailed um, lightsaber, like like uh, was it blade handle?
0: <laughs> uh, that that hilt. <laughs> yeah, that
1: hilt. Yeah, that would be. It would shirt. be.
0: It would be very interesting to draw like um what is that? An assembly diagram of one where all the parts are blown out and there's all these lines telling you what everything is, numbering them, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, just breaking it down. This is where the the, the, gem, the jewel is inserted. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then discuss the different types of jewels. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I'd probably do like Rey or Yoda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, actually. Something uh, interesting, something like simple enough, but, you know, not too basic.
1: Yeah, I actually watched uh, Rise of Skywalker. They put it uh, Disney put it out early on Disney Plus, so check that out for the first time.
0: Oh, you've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's only been out for a year. What uh, did you think? It's, uh, it was actually good. I enjoyed it. I mean, my expectations are completely low because, you know, everybody just wants to shit on this current iteration of the Star Wars franchise.
0: Yes. So, and, of course, the, the penultimate finale... <laughs> of the franchise and this modern Trilogy is of course the worst of all
1: Yeah well it was, it was After The uh, the Last Jedi Pretty much everybody had pretty much given up on This version of the series mm-hmm. And then by the time Rise of Skywalker came out I think people just didn't talk about it So the people who saw it I think enjoyed it And then everybody else just Kind of ignored it or just kept quiet About it and um, yeah so Watching it though expectations lowered I actually enjoyed the movie Um like, I guess where my stance is on this version of Star Wars is that if you compare it to, what was it, the uh, the, the pre-sequels or whatever? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, Hayden, the Hayden Christensen series? Yeah, if you compare it to that, it's definitely better. So you can't even say that it's bad. I think the most that you can feel is maybe indifferent towards it and like walking away from it i was like yeah it seems like they took the notes they did the things right and maybe it just doesn't have that same charisma as the like those those first three movies were but uh i think it's it's perfectly fine i like the characters i like the action i like the decisions that were made um if anything i would say that there seemed to be a disconnect between the directors of the movies With the, uh, the first one And it was like, Ryan Johnson you did the second one And it was like, fuck everything that happened in the first one And, yeah. then, and then in this one They were like, fuck everything that happened in the second one <laughs> 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 And so and I actually uh. was happy with The decisions of how they decided To explain a lot that happened in the second movie So yeah, I enjoyed it um, I'm happy with it, and who knows Where they move from here on out
0: Well, Taika Waititi He's getting a Star Wars film.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he seems to have only killed it. Love Jojo Rabbit. Love Thor Ragnarok. So oh, yes. I'm I'm expecting big things from him.
0: If he if he bring that Ragnarok to my Dagobah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that.
1: Yeah, what you know about that Dagobah. What you know about going to Dagobah? <laughs>
0: what they need to do is let James Gunn do a, a Star Wars.
1: Yeah, that would be the shit too. I think both like, he directors. killed it with uh,
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm waiting anxiously for part three. Yeah.
1: And then I forgot that movie with the kid who was uh deaf or whatever. <laughs> movie deaf. with
0: the kid that was deaf. Yeah, uh,
1: oh Baby Driver. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. There go. I don't know if he was deaf, but there's something going it on was, out there.
0: <laughs> Baby <laughs> driver. I mean, Jamie Foxx made Baby Driver for me. And then at the same token, like I don't know, it felt like it was trying to be two different movies at the same time And they didn't really reconcile their differences
1: Yeah, for me, I, I just enjoyed it I felt like it was a good time, good soundtrack The music went well to the action and Oh, absolutely Yeah, like, uh, and so with that, I was just like ah, This guy seems to like just have a good time with his movies So give him more <laughs> um, But yeah, with all that, you got anything else Before we get into what you've been playing? Nope so what have you been playing, A-Dub?
0: Well, AMC, at the urging of the friends and family over at IGN forums, the PlayStation lobby, A-Dub decided to get his hands on Void Bastards. Now, this just came out last week. It's an indie game. It was on Steam. I think it went to Xbox as well. It was on Game Pass for a while, and then it got a May 7th release date for the PS4. So, Initially, I saw this, like, I think sometime last year. Love the art style. I was like, okay, I see. It's clean. It's got that kind of, like, it looks like a game that I, that I played on my phone that eventually came to consoles, Switch, called Out There. A very, like, illustrative design. Looks like a comic book. Reminds me of that game of 13, like Roman numeral 13 on on, like, PS3 or something, or, like, GameCube.
1: Yeah, the yeah, the cell shading.
0: Yeah, that cell shading. Got got that comic book aesthetic to it. Yeah. It's silly. It pokes fun at itself. It has some over-the-top humor, if you really listen and pay attention. I think so, I remember, like,
1: you would throw a knife at somebody, and there would be, like, a pretty cool, like... Like, I don't know what... It, it would go to these, like, panels, like a comic book.
0: <laughs> that was dope.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, like, this one is more in the vein of, like... You see the words of sounds, so like you have an idea that enemies are nearby because you hear, you read the sounds that they make.
1: Does does it sound like bamf and woof?
0: Yeah, actually, with like the graphics pop up. That's how. That's one of the cool things. So, actually, let me start from the beginning. So, (laughs) the whole premise of the game is that you're just you're a convict, you're a bag of powder, you're reduced to a powder. And you're putting a bag and you're filed away. You're a convict, that's what jail's like. And they just tear open a bag, pour the dust in the cockpit of a spaceship, pour some juice in. Add water. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> add water in your back. And the whole the whole premise is that I guess you're you're trying to do enough tasks to reduce your sentence or you're trying to escape the nebula so that you can get out of this prison hell. But like you die. They bring in a different randomized convict with his own, his or her own perks and, and flaws, things of that nature. And you have your equipment. You have your equipment as well as your inventory. You're collecting all these resources and things because you want to craft parts so that you can craft the items in your inventory. All these items stay with you from run to run. It's a roguelike, so you're going to die a lot. You're going to Make greater progress as you figure out the game's mechanics as well as the enemies themselves, especially once you get all the available equipment and upgrade it so that it's serving you in the best possible way. Uh, you're going to make repeated runs, you're going to go on all different kinds of ships. There's military ships, there's service ships, there's like just, I want to say, business ships, like research ships, uh, there's medical ships, there's luxury ships, there are are there's what is that stores (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's like little outposts where you can shop uh i mean there's there's currency there's enemies that have little variations of their own types and what you're doing is you're trying to make your way through the different depths of this nebula there's five depths and as you go further down the game gets more difficult because there are you know, less favorable conditions. Uh, in this game, when you board ships, as you're looking for the parts necessary to build the equipment you need to get out of the nebula, you're you're just encountering all these different scenarios. Uh, one ship, all the, all the lights might be off. Another ship, it might be the power's out, so you have to make your way to the generator, fire that back up, and then deal with whatever drawbacks come with that, such as arming the security system and the the turrets and the cameras and the security bots. You have to deal with hazards such as fire and radiation, exposed wiring that electrocutes you. Uh, You have an oxygen supply that you have to monitor, and that can be improved. It can also be, you know... Debuffed depending on the traits of your character. You can change the traits of your character at gene therapy booths. You can pick new skills. You can replace unfavorable ones. You can replace ones that you don't need anymore There's a lot going on with this game. It's got survival elements baked into it You need to scavenge for fuel as well as food in order to survive the trip as you make more and more jumps throughout the nebula Uh, there are space pirates that are also hopping along the map and when they get on you wherever you stop and explore they tether in and they get these enemies while their captain is calling out your location on the map so not only do you have to contend with the standard enemies that are aboard the ship, but now you have these pirates that are in these big metal suits with rapid fire guns. Like if they get in the room, they're just going to chop you up. You're not, you're not going to be super tough or anything. You will get a decent amount of firepower. And if you know how to look at the different types of ships, knowing what to expect or where to go in order to get the specific things you need, you're going to be way more successful than you are. So Boy Bastards tickles a, a lot of fancies that I have. It's very much like out there. It has elements of FTL in it where you know the, shi- the ship has a layout and there are specific rooms that have specific systems. And depending on what's, what the conditions are as you're progressing through the ship, you're going to want to go to different rooms, not only just to scavenge them for all the loot that they may offer as well as exterminate enemies, but you'll also want to do it you know, you might need to replenish your oxygen. So you go to the oxygen room. You might want to get fuel so you can make more jumps through the nebula. So you go to the FTL room. Uh, you might you might have been spotted by a security, cam- a security camera that alerts a security bot that's now patrolling the entire ship looking for you so it can shoot at you a bunch. So you want to go to the security room and, and shut down the system. There's... I could go on and on about the little nuances and details in Void Bastards, and that's without considering the other things it's doing. It's stealth elements, the the crafting system. It's got so much going for it. And it one of the beauties about it is that each ship is even the biggest ships aren't really big enough to take like an extreme amount of time in order to get into. You're also limited by the amount of time that you have in your oxygen tank. If you ever want to refill it, I think you get one full refill, a few extra seconds. And then if you have the in-game special currency called merits, if you have enough of those, then you can override the system in order to get yourself an extended oxygen supply. So you really have two refills and like some extra seconds so you can book it to the airlock. So the game... Keeps you focused on like this is how long you're going to spend here, and then you're moving on, and that's just it. If you don't get what you came for, tough luck. Try to find it in the future ship. If you, it, I mean, if it, it just yeah, if you weren't ready to leave, if you got pinned down by some enemies and you lost track of time, that's just the way it is. You got to get out the ship because once you run out of oxygen, you're going to start choking, and then eventually it's going to start. Coming out of your hit points steadily, so that's like another countdown. It's it's crazy when your character is gasping for air, slowly dying as you're booking it to the airlock on the other side of the ship. <laughs> this game,
1: how tough is it to uh, survive
0: in the early goings? It's pretty tough because the enemies aren't really pushovers until you get the firepower and understand what they're weak to but if you understand what you're doing if you figure out little ways to get by them or you're just okay not exploring particular sections of a ship you'll be fine however the enemies like they're they're tough in the sense that it's not a very technical shooter so you're going to take hits and that stuff adds up over time when you don't have that many hit points. Like, I believe you start the game with 450. So if an enemy's doing, like, 10 or 20 points of damage on a hit, you know, you can't really take a lot of those. Eventually, you get a whole lot of hit points and now i can stand in there take a bunch of blows and know that okay i'm going to get in my ship i'm going to make a couple jumps i'm going to get those hit points back so it's like you can get a little looser with your style knowing that you can absorb more damage later and heal it all back versus the beginning where you really got to you just have to use the environment as well as the enemy's abilities against them in a way yeah it's a whole lot more door locking <laughs> and things like that—a uh, lot of a lot of stealth, silent poison shots from a, from a hallway, and then ducking out. It's a lot of overriding security turrets so that they shoot for you. It, that kind of stuff early on. Now it's like I can just go in and mow everything down with a with a fully supplied rivet gun. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, sounds great yeah i love the uh the art style when i checked out some of that gameplay it just looked like a fun game and then once i heard about it i was like damn there's like so much more going on like under the hood with this game that it sounds like a really fun fun gameplay experience
0: yeah it's it's fun and it's tense at the same time which is a very difficult set of circumstances to balance i think void bastards pulls it off perfectly like you Just when things go bad, it's like, all right, what am I going to do? Like there was one ship where I don't think I made it out of the first room and I was just throwing grenades in the open doorways, hoping I could kill whatever I could in order to move forward. Didn't happen. Ran out of oxygen, had to leave the ship. I was like, I just got on that ship to throw away a bunch of supplies and hit points. (laughs) That's all that happened. It's great, man. You have... You have all the necessary tools at your disposal. You have a standard pistol, single shot. You have like a you have like a ray gun, a charged ray gun that can shoot through glass, which is tactically advantageous depending on what ship you're on. Uh, you have poison darts that fire silently. You have radioactive darts. You have hand grenades. You have cluster grenades. You got the kitty bot. <laughs>
1: We can know about that kitty bot.
0: The kitty bot was amazing. At first, I was I wasn't feeling the kitty bot. At first, it's like kitty bot. What the? I don't need this in my life. And then I was like, let me give this a shot because every time I tried something different in the game, I ended up enjoying the unique results that it would yield. So I was like, let's see what the kitty bot's about. Uh, walked into a room. Saw, like, more than two enemies. I was like, all right, let's see. Threw the kitty bot in there and was just watching what would happen. The kitty bot runs around. The enemies chase it, attacking it. And then when the kitty bot runs out of hit points, it explodes. So I was like, wait a minute. So it lures them all to the same area, and it deals, like, one-hit kill damage. Fast forward a couple days. I upgraded the kitty bot completely now not only does it explode when it dies but then it shoots out a cluster of bombs that takes out anything else that's in the room so i'll just throw one in there let the enemy start running around lock the door and just like i'll look at the wall and i'll listen but you can see the sound effects and where they're happening in the room so it kind of gives you an idea. like Okay, got that one, got that one, got that one. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. But AMC, what have you been playing?
1: Yes. Uh, it sounds like Void Bastards was so good that what we didn't have to hear about the uh, diplomatic victory. That, that sounded pretty epic as well.
0: Oh, it was epic. And, yeah. I, <laughs> but Void Bastards was so incredible. I had to, I had to talk about that at length so that yeah, you guys yeah. know that the truth is out there, and you need to get up on it. Civ uh, six, I can save that story for another time.
1: Yeah, Civ six sounds amazing.
0: C, what have you been playing?
1: I have been putting putting in that work on Octopath Traveler, that project Octopath Traveler. Um, at this point, I'm now just I'm seeing what I need to do. Like the tasks are there, and I'm just checking them off as I make my way to the end of the game. So at this point, I've cleared out all of the chapter threes for my character. So basically characters each have their own uh part of the chapter once i complete that i move on to chapter four so i finished all their third stories so i'm basically going into the final chapter of each of their quests that have been laid uh from the very beginning of the game and it's pretty cool i like how the characters are progressing it's interesting because the um the stories are very self-contained um it's it's interesting because you'll have an entire party, but once it goes into story content for that character and that chapter, it's uh, solely focused on them. As far as like um, how the um, the cutscenes play out, we'll say uh, the cutscenes are very much like the uh, Final Fantasy VI cutscenes, where it it stays in that two D um, <laughs> perspective, and it's it's great. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but you have that
0: voice acting,
1: yeah, which that, I did
0: not expect at all
1: incredible voice acting and incredible, uh, composition. Yeah. And that's like really what carries it because a lot of times I'll be playing it and it's like, why don't I have headphones on and I'll put it on and just the sound gets so rich and like just adds a lot more weight to it. Um, but yeah, so push forward, finish all the third chapter. So I'm heading towards the end. Um, at this point, I'm pretty much just, uh, playing with the different builds of the characters as far as the, uh, the jobs and seeing what, um, passive abilities I can give to each of the characters to really take full advantage of the type of build that I want for that character. And so, yeah, like I have um, my healers, my mages, um, they're all basically getting an auto region of mana, which is super crucial because you can go through spell points in in seconds in that game with a few few actions. Yeah. Oh, because uh, you you do that burst? Yeah, the burst and the divine ability just uses, so like a character will have say 90 like mana points and a divine ability will take 30 of that so if i do one attack that's a third of my uh spell points so yeah yeah, so but with the uh auto region of mana that uh that allows for while i'm building back up to that divine attack i'm regaining some mana on the way back there so i don't have to necessarily rely on using a ton of uh potions to rebuild my mana so there you go I, I don't need more mana because I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, pretty much putting in that because I want to beat that game. And as I was discussing with Dub, um, I'm, I'm trying to clear the table for Ghost of Tsushima. Who knows if another game will sneak in there. We got Doom is already out. We got uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake already out. We got okay. Last of Us 2 you got animal crossing got animal crossing killing it that's also out
0: apparently aoc plays animal crossing and visits people's farms i think a dubs about to get a switch
1: oh yeah you're gonna you're gonna set up that socialist farm where they that 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 new green deal
0: (laughs) if your name is aoc all the turnips are free
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um yeah i'm loving it yeah and it's Animal Crossing has been uh, widely, like just, what I love is it's been accepted. Like nobody's really talking shit about it. Like, oh, this is some other shit because it's one. It's like, it's, one of the many installments of Animal Crossing so at this point you can't say it's like a it's a gimmick or a one-hit wonder <laughs> it's a fan <laughs> yeah and then it's really made for like the internet generation like with like the subreddits and everything like the the community can really embrace it and really uh, one share what they've been building and also what they have to trade and just hop into each other's worlds and and share that gameplay which is really awesome I've been I actually follow the Animal Crossing subreddit even though I don't have the games to see what kind. People are tricking and how they're all interacting with each other.
0: Well, that's because you're a good person. Yeah,
1: because I can appreciate things from afar. Yeah, and not be judgmental.
0: You you don't have to understand something. Yeah, or let people know that you don't understand
1: something. But speaking of being judgmental, a dub. Let's get into the topic of the week. Top topic of the week, and what you got for me?
0: Well. This month, we we're kicking off, I'm guessing, what looks like a, a two-month celebration of gaming. As you guys know, this pandemic has shut the globe down. Different places are trying to get open to differing degrees. It matters where you go. But E3 was canceled. And as a result, the console industry is doing their own thing digitally via the internet so i recommend everybody check that out one of the first shows we got to see was inside xbox where we got to see what the next gen is going to look like in those opening years the team over at microsoft got some developers to show off some new products we saw the likes of assassin's creed valhalla valhalla Valhalla. so i and this is one of those situations where the leaks were true we've been hearing about assassin's creed a viking style assassin's creed for ever since e3 last year so now it's finally been announced to the world it's coming out for current gen as well
1: as next gen
0: consoles it looks pretty stunning amc what do you think about it
1: yeah i mean um from what I've read, like we covered a little bit last week as far as um, what's known so far up until this point with the gameplay. They had put out a trailer uh, last week, actually, and it looked pretty good. Um, cinematic trailer, similar to what they showed for the Inside Xbox, and everything that they've shown, just that you can kind of pull from the trailer, that will ideally translate to gameplay looks like it's right where it needs to be and also different from what we've seen in the previous Assassin's Creed. I know like with the um, I haven't really been into the franchise in a while but I know people who are into it and they like the additions with like Black Flag and some of the stuff that uh, were added with um, Sea Travel and it looks like with this one being a Viking they're going to bring some of that back but then also being the fact that you are a Viking there's going to be raids and that aspect of the game looks really interesting. I want to see what that gameplay looks like, but just based on the tone, the setting, and the mood that they're trying to capture for this game, it's definitely one of the more interesting of the Assassin's Creed, I'll say, up until this point. Absolutely. And
0: a lot of the reason why it's bringing back some of the stuff that people enjoyed from Black Flag is because this entry of the Assassin's Creed franchise is being made by the same team that did Black Flag as well as Origins. So I know folks are excited about that. Those are two of the more fondly remembered entries in the long line of Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next game we saw was called Bright Memory Infinite. AMC, what did you think about that one?
1: Uh, you have to catch This is the uh, twin stick shooter?
0: No, nah, so Bright Memory infinite this is the one that kind of looked like if overwatch was a live action had like realistic oh, yes yes
1: yes yes um at one point he's shooting at one point he's shooting at a guy who looks like he's like a roman like, like a, a roman soldier or whatever yeah. with like a shield yeah it, taking um, that
0: shield down bringing the, just manhandling in the midair
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean it looked fun um Liked how the gameplay, liked how the the gun action looked. Um, there was uh, some of some of the stuff that we've seen in this generation uh, embraced as far as first person gameplay. That being the uh, the grappling hook,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we saw some of that there. The action looked action looked smooth in it. Um, obviously, they didn't really. Get into what the game Is all about but uh, Just from a uh, gameplay perspective It looked like a fun shooter Um, I need to see more of it but I mean this is a thing and we'll Get into it later Uh, This is These are launch games, and so a lot of it is going to be um, a showcase of what the hardware can do, but it obviously hasn't been a full deep dive into what it's capable of. And so this game is showing some of the stuff that we've seen from the current generation, but a lot smoother and a lot clearer and a lot... Uh, I would say, uh, a more updated perspective. And so, yeah, it just looks like everything looks more polished, looks a lot cleaner, um, and I just need to see a little bit more, but it looked like a fun game that like I could see people picking up and just having a good old time with.
0: It looked interesting. I was getting, like, Bulletstorm vibes. I was getting a little Mirror's Edge vibes, getting something like Brink. Of course, the similarities to Overwatch are pretty big. So, I mean, it's... It's interesting, it conjures the memory of a lot of, of a fair number of good games. So we'll see how that pans out. I mean, there was another game called Call of the Sea that I didn't get a chance to look at. They also had a title called Chorus. So I had you watch that during the pre show. This is that game that looks like control and Everspace had a baby. And that baby <laughs> and that baby was like Barack Obama. <laughs>
1: yeah um great ship action uh look like fun fight uh flight simulation um deep space action i 'll say uh yeah it looked like a look like a good um space exploration style of game i 'm not really sure exactly everything that 's going on, but as, once again polished looks good <laughs>
0: yeah I have no idea what 's going on with it, but I have extensive experience with everspace, and this game looks looks almost like it belongs right next. To The likes of Everspace So very interested in this one It's coming out 2021 It's going to be on PS4 and PS5 And Xbox of course As it was shown at that show So multi-plat. I'm excited for it It's definitely looking like it might be a reason For me personally to jump into next gen Earlier than I want to That on top of Just all the other games That are slowly trickling in To be on PS5 in the launch window, next game was Dirt Five. We all know about that rally racing, so it'll be interesting to check that out. I see an Aston Martin built out for the rally, so hey, that might be the one to get a dub in it.
1: Yeah, dirt dirt games tend to do well uh, critically.
0: Yes, uh, one game we checked out together was Scarlet Nexus AMC. How did you feel about it?
1: Scarlet Nexus is this the uh, twin stick shooter? No, this was the, uh, the, this code, the, the yeah the anime <laughs> the code vein looking one <laughs> the one with uh, where you're fighting a, a, a bouquet of roses and, and then like <laughs> with, an alligator with a what was it with a minigun in his mouth <laughs>
0: yeah the, I, it, bu- the bouquet of roses with the dancers legs and the goat hooves <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh, look like uh, Bandai is, is behind this game Bandai Namco uh, it had yeah it definitely had that feel had that look. Um it looked like a fun game. I mean, so I tend to not get into these style of games. Uh, the last one I was interested in that had this somewhat this style of look, uh, I think this was the Platinum game, though, and that being uh, Astro Chains that came out on the Switch. And uh, that was like a combo game where it looked like you like you come across an enemy, and it's very much like... I wanna not souls necessarily, but it is like a focus one on one fight experience and like they throw in like a couple enemies every now and then. And yeah, it it looked like fun. You're jumping in the air, you're doing your combos. Huge, huge boss! Uh, you're gonna fight him. Uh, stylistically looked like a fun look. Look really cool. Um, and yeah, it's it's great that we're already getting one of these style of games like, early <laughs> at launch,
0: right <laughs> out the gate. Yeah, hey, you got got your character action So that that audience, there was a lot of complaints going around saying that it's a dying style of game, but you keep getting them. So we gotta stay strong. We gotta stay positive. Uh, what else did they have? They had. We saw some gameplay. Well, not gameplay, but we saw Scorn again, which is a game that was shown off a few years ago, but it's still alive, and I guess it's coming to Xbox Series X.
1: This is uh, a psychological
0: thriller. No, we didn't watch that one together. It's just yeah, it. Yeah. It looks. It looks kind of like a H.R. Geiger film. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's not so. So it it looks interesting I have no idea what's going on So that's something that I'm going to pay attention to At least long enough to figure out If I want to know the full story or not Yes Uh, Another game we checked out together was Second Extinction So this is the one that looks like it's bringing Turok back Yes,
1: the dinosaur hunter lives. <laughs> so it's, it's gonna, gonna have, have the dinosaur it's, hunter.
0: Yeah, it's gonna have online co-op. It's FPS, and you and the homies are just shooting dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, if um, if I was gonna say like it looked like a, a game was trying to showcase next gen, this was also another one of those in that like some of the uh, the visuals when as you're lighting up the dinosaur and you're seeing just the dinosaur just shred and fall apart as you rip it apart with your bullets um some of that like look actually kind of cool and fun uh it there wasn't enough shown for me but it looked like something that if you just want to get a squad together fight some velociraptors also fight a a huge they show like a glimpse of like a t-rex uh so you're seeing what Those battles could look like um, with having not like a bow, but like a machine gun. (laughs) I think that could be kind of fun. (laughs) Hey,
0: that bow with the exploding arrow tips was no joke.
1: Yeah. Oh, the
0: (laughs) shotgun with the exploding shells. Yes. Man, Turok was the game, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Now we get to the ascent. Which is the game that you've been waiting for.
1: Yes, the game that you've been waiting for. <laughs> Let's get right into it. This is what Housemark needs to be working on.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine how they just missed the ball on this one. Uh, a, a Kind of a theme that I'm seeing with a lot of games that have been announced recently is that the cyberpunk theme is coming back full force. It's especially strong with the ascent. This looks like it's going to be kind of a twin-stick shooter, Diablo-style, just isometric action RPG. The visuals look outstanding. The setting is foreboding and looming. It's it's ominous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so this generation I played uh, Alien Nation and didn't beat it, but uh, Mercer and I sat down, we played it, had a good time while playing it. And it's definitely a game that I had a lot of fun um, running through, uh, I would say... This one looks like one a hell of a lot more polished um i I enjoyed seeing the different abilities that the character had uh like he has the shield at one point he like just shoots off like a mortar rocket and it like just yeah. explodes a lot of area effect while also like shooting out dudes and um yeah, just completely polished and clean and also just a little more level design like very much when i played alien nation it was a little more straightforward like uh you're just on this map and you make your way to points and you fight waves or uh, as they come at you clear out that area get what you need and then you clear the map whereas this one like he's he's going on stairs so there's different elevations and whatnot so it looks like there's a little more um Detail put into the map design And then also with the different abilities For the character uh, Hoping, I want to see if uh, I didn't see if it was multiplayer But I think that's the style of game That I feel like if you can get down Co-op, definitely couch co-op That could be the shit It can
0: be played alone or in co-op The okay. action RPG It takes place in a futuristic dystopia Where the ruling mega corporation Has collapsed, sounds mm-hmm. very not too distant (laughs) futurish and left chaos in its wake. If you're interested in seeing more IGN first for may is covering this game. They'll be giving you footage and info all month. And it looks like a prime example of that idea that I've had where I want to see that Diablo style of game in different, in different settings and circumstances. Like, diablo could be futuristic in sci-fi diablo could be in the setting of gta and still work you just have to make the systems function so that you're moving (laughs) fast you got builds you got equipment (laughs) and you're moving around in that world making stuff happen so this this looks like a manifestation of that premise. So that's one of the reasons why it really grabbed me other than how absolutely stunning and entertaining it looks. So we'll be keeping our eyes on the ascent and, you know, if it turns out well, A and AMC will be on that twitch TV slash control issues pod letting you know how it goes.
1: Yeah, I feel like like these style of games where I don't want to dumb it down, but where the gameplay looks a little simplified and it's very much a throwback, um, like just to feel like to like uh, was it not Contra but um, was Smash TV games along those lines? Yeah, like, there's a long man. Line- I
0: was trying to remember the name of that game for a couple of months because I saw something else that looked like Smash TV. I was like, damn, what is that game? This looked like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so like there's a long lineage of these style of games and. uh, I've always felt like if you're going to do that, at least like all, all you have to do is just update the graphics slightly. And those games would just always work. And it seems like this game is doing exactly what I want it to do. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really pumped. This is probably the most I'm pumped right now for a next gen title.
0: <laughs> what if this game ends up being the inspiration for
1: a smash TV remake? Oh yeah That would be great Just a reality show Almost on the level of uh, What is it Running Man Oh <laughs> my god, god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That would be Insane Yeah You could definitely Do some like Fun stuff with that This would be The perfect time To make A Running Man Video game
1: Oh yeah This would be This is If we were to Go back And watch Running Man It probably was Coming out in like It was probably Taking place in 2020 <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I, I think especially with the independent development scene As strong as it is now I think this would be a great time to revisit All of the, the movie tie-in games That were a little ahead of their time And maybe should have waited a few generations Like, go back to movies like Total Recall Or Commando Or insert Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Like, where's the, where's the Demolition Man video game?
1: The Last Action Hero. (laughs) Oh,
0: dude, Last Action Hero is the biggest game opportunity of all time. You have, you can be, like, an over-the-top action hero, or you could be a realistic action hero, and you have two different worlds with two different sets of gameplay circumstances. In one, you're just, like, invincible. You're, you're, you're handling business. You can do what you want. So that crowd is going to be satisfied. And then you can go to the other side of the movie screen, and then you got the, the Max Payne style, painkiller pop and shooter experience. And that's for the people like me who like it a little more gritty.
1: Yeah, like, in one version, you're like a bullet sponge with perfect aim. Like, it's just, you're all, your game is just at a hundred, you're, you're in God mode, and then you come <laughs> into reality, and it's like, now let's see how you fare. <laughs> so that,
0: that could be pulled off in a very, in a very, like, just dull way. It can be, it's like two open worlds
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah each each one is their open world one is like a recreation of an actual city the other one is a fictional city and then like your story takes you back and forth between the two realms but then the end game is that you can do whatever you want in whichever world you want and there will be content there
1: and your exploits in the uh, in the movie world will affect how people react to you in the reality world. <laughs> you get those box office numbers. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's right. Because you come out into the real world and you're a movie star.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so even so, it's still kind of like the God mode world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we just made a game. Yeah. <laughs> <A-dumb. laughs>
0: Why why aren't why isn't the industry listening to us man? We got ideas for days we can talk you through it if you what can code fine? it. If you can code it, we can give you the idea that's going to sell millions and do proper justice to iconic properties. Exactly. Damn. Mhm. Moving on with the Inside Xbox, we also checked out The Medium. Which looks like it's going to be some kind of survival horror-esque i don't know i couldn't really tell based on the trailer one minute a woman's getting a sonogram the next minute the entire world is crumbling around her so maybe it's maybe it's trying to convey you know the ills of childbirth
1: yeah like it's it's like all these games are like metaphors for real life uh situation like for real life ailments or just things that people are dealing with. And so, uh, yeah, this, is, this seems to be of that ilk, <laughs> which is kind of, yeah. which I have no problem with. Like, people loved, uh, was it is it Heavenly Blade or whatever the hell it um, Heavenly or, Sword. Heavenly Sword, yeah. Uh, with Nariko with yeah. that red hair. <laughs> um, I think I'm thinking of a different game. But uh, the one where, like, you were, I think she has, like, schizophrenia or something like that. She has the voices in oh, her Oh, Hellblade. Hellblade, there we go. Uh, yeah, ah,
0: there's People, a game called Heavenly Sword. and Oh, you know what? But I think they're, aren't they like, no.
1: <laughs> they can't be related. I, don't, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, there's a Heavenly Sword and a
0: Hellblade. That's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Hellblade, uh, super popular to the point where that studio got picked up by Microsoft and is now a first-party studio. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, these these style of games that are kind of psychological horrors but are somewhat grounded in uh, real-life ailments, uh, I think that this seems like a game that could be fun, um, not fun, I should say, but could be engaging for that audience. And once again, nice to see that we got one of those games coming.
0: Absolutely. Another game that Xbox is showing off Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 So we all know that this has been on PC for a while Or has it been It's coming, whatever It's coming on next gen consoles <laughs> If you're into Vampire, I know a lot of people were waiting For that sequel I had a coworker; he was very excited that Bloodlines 2 was coming out So, yeah It's going to be on that Series X You want to check that out?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a uh there's definitely a fan base that is all about that vampire masquerade series so um, yeah they, they, i'm sure they're gonna go nuts
0: <laughs> and everybody knows about that yakuza fan base so xbox is gonna be getting yakuza 7 like a dragon
1: yes that rpg yakuza
0: that with the turn-based combat yeah <laughs> Setting the world on fire.
1: Yeah, this is definitely the yakuza that that has my eye. This might be the yakuza that I finally play.
0: (laughs) Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna call this game like a dragon, you have to have Madonna as like a hidden character. Uh,
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, like that, like
0: a virgin. (laughs) And whenever you play as her, it has to it has to play like a virgin, but it has to say like
1: a dragon. I forgot. Didn't like Weird Al Yankovic did like a a parody of like a Virgin. It was like something else. I forgot what it was. (laughs) I sincerely hope
0: so. That man is is a priceless talent.
1: Yeah, he's a national treasure, as I said.
0: That's about all of the new games that were revealed at the Inside Xbox Extravaganza AMC. How did you feel about this lineup?
1: Um, Yeah. uh, So I'll just. Do backstory, this will lead into what we 'll get into next, but uh yeah so i had saw I saw that they were going to have this um, presentation, and uh, first things first, they said that this is going to be third party, uh, the next one is going to be first party games, and so I kind of measured my expectations based on the fact that uh, one, it takes the cooperation of third party developers uh, to show what they 're going to show, but also. Uh, with that, like yeah, we had heard like Jeff Kelly is going to have an event. There's other things coming down the line, so who knows how much they're going to want to show? Because we're going to see more of these games as we get closer to launch. So I knew that like there might be some gameplay, but there might not be a ton. And yeah, I was actually surprised with how much gameplay we actually saw from uh, Next Gen, which was kind of cool. Um, and measured my expectations with the fact that it was third party. So I know like uh, the next one. I believe it's going to be first party. So I'm expecting to see some of Halo and some of those games. And since it is first party, I hope that Microsoft will show more, more detail with those things because they actually have control of that product. And they want to really showcase uh, all these studios that they've gone through the trouble of acquiring what they're working on for next gen. So this is really where they're going to sell. I would say like if this, if this presentation was to sell the idea of next gen, the next one, um, the one that will focus on first party is going to be what's going to sell uh, Microsoft, or the Xbox Series X to the consumer. And so, yeah, um, based on that, I enjoyed the presentation for what it was and, um, yeah, walked away with, if you can walk away from any of these things with a couple games that you would consider buying, I consider it a win. And there was definitely one or two games that I saw where I was like, hell yeah. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, the I Ascent and
0: Chorus, I've got to have those in my life at some point.
1: What did you think, a I mean, Overall, thought it was pretty cool.
0: I mean, we're seeing what the future of gaming is going to be. We've gotten that, that big drop of the next handful of things to look forward to. We still have some pretty major things to look forward to in the short term. So overall, I was happy. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> different different strokes
1: <laughs> different folks uh so this is this is the other side of it where i hadn 't watched the presentation, and all the articles were such and such apologizes such and such apologizes <laughs> they need to and then also they need to apologize. I saw a lot of that so let's let's oh, hear wow. about, let's hear about it a dove
0: <laughs> so as you could probably tell, we got trolled a week <laughs> bunch of people weren't uh, A bunch of people were very nonplussed about the inside Xbox situation. First show says that shit was trash. (laughs) (laughs) Trash.
1: High garbage.
0: (laughs) Trash. Four A's. Trash. (laughs) Next show says, "Hey, this little conference wasn't that great." (laughs) Next guy says, "A total
1: disappointment." Total disappointment. Yes. No, no no value to be found here Nothing
0: <laughs> I wish I could have that time back So I could go waste it on something A little less disappointing uh, Trash event We'll be picking up a Playstation once again Xbox just never delivers on games
1: By the way this was The third party showcase no first-party games are shown <laughs>
0: <laughs> so these it's are, these not, it's are not even the Xbox games A lot of those are multi-platform Yeah,
1: like these games are going to be On the PlayStation more than likely So <laughs> If they deterred you from buying an Xbox That means they also deterred you from buying a PlayStation
0: Exactly, you shouldn't be buying Anything <laughs> uh, Guy says LOL, Microsoft first stumble Gonna get their ass handed to them by Sony again Yeah Again Third party show. <laughs> we haven't seen the Halo Infinite's the, the fours, sixes <laughs> or sevens.
1: Yeah, and uh once again, yeah, this is so this is that thing of uh messaging, uh PlayStation has been uh, on the on the wrong side of messaging lately where people are like oh we expected more or what does indefinite mean <laughs> like, yeah. like, like in the all that what stuff. are these
0: words you're saying to me
1: yeah like they're they're not being forthright with uh, what's going on with their games or their dates and all that stuff and um like I forgot what was like the uh, that last presentation that they had with uh what was what was it was like the it was what they were going to show at GDC. And so it was a lot of technical mumbo jumbo that the consumer felt like PlayStation should have set, the, set expectations for because they thought it was just going to be a ton of like exclusives and gameplay <laughs> when it ended up being a breakdown of what was going on um, under the hood with the hardware. Uh, and so, yeah, with this, with uh, Microsoft, people thought that, because there's going to be uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that means it was going to be all AAA, huge third-party uh, mm. announcements and gameplay, and they didn't get that. And so now people felt like they needed an apology from Ubisoft and Microsoft.
0: <laughs> like it, it feels like people wanted to see the last games of next-gen at the yeah. beginning of this gen. <laughs>
1: And as I said, and like as we've been saying, there's going to be other events coming up, so they're not going to blow their entire load on this one uh, presentation. So we're going to see more of these games. And the smaller games, we actually did see a ton of gameplay. As you pointed out, IGN's doing their inside look um, with the uh, was it the twin stick game. So yeah, like uh, you can see gameplay for a lot of these games. So the idea that. They promised us gameplay And the only game that we didn't really see Gameplay for was Assassin's Creed Valhalla And so that thus Meant that this was a failure uh, That meant what, you only came To watch Assassin's Creed and because you didn't get More Assassin's Creed than you expected The entire thing was uh, a wash I, I yeah. think you need to measure Your own expectations
0: And, and yeah, It's kind of weird Because After the show IGN put out an article saying you may need to lower your expectations for next-gen graphics tagline being next-gen game reveals may look familiar, but they'll still be exciting. Fair enough. Uh, Building on that, Jeff Keighley quoted that, or he retweeted that article from IGN and he was like, this, this tweet isn't going to age very well. (laughs) (laughs) So People do need to meter their expectations i mean it 's the launch dude you 're expecting developers to already have mastery over hardware that didn 't exist at one point in time yeah it I mean, still technically doesn 't exist
1: yeah as we as we say like with any launch, usually typically that first year you 're not going to get you 're definitely not going to get like the best games of that entire console cycle, um, and so a lot of the times you 're going to get You're like, you definitely, you better believe you're going to get that, uh, what is it the order like that that style of game where it's going to be a showcase of what the graphics can do but maybe not a fully fleshed out like game and um you're going to see like those Shadowfall, those Killzone, Shadowfall style of games where it's like okay like i'm seeing that like what a first person shooter can look like but i I'm, i haven't seen like what the best first person shooter is going to be on this console cycle and so you're going to get a lot of that and so you've got to kind of measure your expectations for that Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Next troll (laughs) says, oh man, that was garbage. Uh, Next troll says, that was an absolute disaster. Next troll says, this was an awful showcase, if you ask me. Next troll says, how to kill next gen launch hype in 30 minutes. Last troll finishes with, oh well, I guess I can only blame myself for getting overexcited for this. (laughs) <laughs> I mean If you hype yourself up yeah You can only blame yourself I saw the Ascent I saw Chorus you know What bright memory Infinite looks interesting it, You're starting to see What The future of games Could look like or is going to look like I mean they're going to have to spread their Legs and figure out like or stretch their legs, I could say. Not, they're not getting their eagle on. <laughs> you <yeah, they, laughs> gotta stretch their legs out and see what they're capable of. You know what ideas on the back burner they can now put into things instead of you know shelving it just because it can't fit within the overall scope. I saw another game, I forget what it was called, but basically you're imagine a game where you're Genji. And you're running through a cyberpunk city, just like dodging in a midair, wall running, <laughs> upgrading yourself, slicing.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, You should see it reminds me again a lot of Mirror's Edge and games like that. So it would fall into the same category as Bright Memory Infinite. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that they will both take very Overwatch esque style gameplay in order to make a whole game off of. It would be interesting if these games were secretly Overwatch tie-ins. Like, these are the single-player campaigns for each of the characters.
1: Yes, you get like that Tracer game.
0: Oh, it's good. (laughs) 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 Want to get that Diva game, different mechs upgrading. It'd be amazing. So... I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with people. The information was out there and readily available that this is going to be a third-party show. They're going to be showing games over the course of two months, as AMC has so eloquently stated in so many years that we've been doing the show. They're not going to blow their load on the first day. So <laughs> give it some time. Keep your expectations in check. However, don't just write off the entire two months of information that we're about to get things we're about to see because of day one not being the way you wanted it to
1: be yeah it's like funny like uh what we're like months into uh covid and lockdowns and just there have been weeks where i'm just scouring the internet for news and we finally get a presentation where they're showcasing games
0: (laughs) finally (laughs) at long last yeah during a global pandemic
1: And then people get upset with it because it's not, the games aren't big enough or they're not, they're not making that type of splash where it's like, if any smaller, like, um, like influencer, uh, youtube channel were to showcase these games people would have been like oh holy shit da, da, da. but because it's microsoft it's like you now you have this expectation where everything has to have this triple a quality to it um where it's like no they, they showed off all styles of games and they're going to show off more of that and give people something to discuss and rather people people would rather they want everything to just be A potential game of the year Or it's like why are you wasting my time And it's funny because like If we've learned anything like you've been on this Like kick of playing indie games And every game has been a banger And if people would just open their minds to like Like these smaller games don't necessarily Have to you don't have to look at those Games with a small mind you can really Get some great gameplay and some great experiences Out of those
0: It was an interesting situation while I was Navigating the message boards Somebody made a thread saying that they miss the PS1, PS2 era Sony. So I was like, okay, let's see what this is about. It was like, oh, they used to have these quirky exclusives and things, and they just don't make those kind of games anymore. I miss that Sony. I'm like, well, thanks to digital distribution, thanks to better development tools, smaller numbers of people can make games for less money. The independent development scene has been huge just for years and years, still on a rocketous upward trajectory. I'm just like, yo, all those games are still there. It's just they're indie games now rather than exclusives. And even so, the platform manufacturers still support the hell out of that entire community. So you, the only thing you really miss is Sony putting their money Behind that game, but that game still exists. It's just the creator of it funded it themselves. Mm -hmm. So get Steam, check out these indie sales, go on the PlayStation Store and just look for something weird. The quirky games are there. (laughs) Damn.
1: Yeah. These folks can kiss my ass. You got any final (laughs) words for these, (laughs) Charles? I I think you summed it up quite eloquently. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, let's move on to the next topic of the week
0: Top topic of the week
1: Yeah, so we actually We had a ton of content with that Xbox um, Inside Xbox presentation So we can do uh, some fun quick hits Before we get out of here um, Okay, so We got some news out of The Last of Us 2 A-Dub Oh, We got an announcement that it has gone gold Yes At <laughs> long last Yeah, <laughs> it is finished it- What do you gonna say? After an
0: indefinite delay, yeah. I think I think the indefinite portion was just their way to say it's delayed. We don't know how long, without saying we don't know. It's just it's delayed indefinitely. Yeah, and it's it just a way a more professional hard. way to say that.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things like because people read it as like, well, what does that mean? And it wasn't like they said the game is broken and we need to fix things. They literally said. The supply chains are kind of fucked up right now and we want to figure Wish out which they are yeah and so we want to figure out the best way to release this game and to get the most bang for our buck with it because you invest enough money into something you want to get the launch right because as people say the launch is usually the biggest selling point mm-hmm. and so yeah you want to you want to make sure that's done correctly um so yeah like they they said indefinitely but we got a date now. We, ha- yeah. we actually have a date, and the game is finished. And so the game is coming no matter what. No matter what y'all say, it's ready to go. <laughs> I think it's interesting because
0: had they delayed it, and instead of saying it definitely said, yeah, we're going to push it to, to June, then you know people would just be like, oh, they're just going to delay it again. This game's never coming out. I think they dodged some interesting Class of criticism by just saying Indefinitely rather than giving Another calendar day
1: well, It's also too it's like people will Bitch about it and then when they get the Date they'll forget about it and Then when they get the game they won't talk About it anymore <laughs> they'll just talk mm-hmm. about The game itself and what they think About Ellie and her and her sexual Exploits <laughs> it's Jesus sexual I was
0: thinking football. to myself One day I was like there was some Game that people were just given the business to and then it came out it was good and now nobody says anything anymore <laughs> <laughs> and of course it's a lot of games that work like that but there was one game in particular where it was just like man y'all were talking up a storm and nobody is saying anything about it
1: anymore. yeah well i mean there's always this stuff like especially at launch or right before a game comes out where people choose their thing that they're going to decide is going to dictate the narrative of that game and i remember like even when Doom Doom came out. Doom uh the two two I think it's 2016. Well, the one that came out before Doom Eternal. Yeah. when that came out, all people talked about was uh the issues that they had with the multiplayer and how they weren't enjoying it and blah blah blah. blah. But the takeaway was the single player was incredible. So by the time Doom Eternal comes around, people aren't even talking about the multiplayer, which is the point. It's added content in the game that's aside from the already great single player and so i think that was like one of those things where people wanted to talk about the multiplayer in the first one just to really talk about like how all the issues that they had with it but really you're getting it for the single player so why are we even focusing on that (laughs) so it's like it was just forgotten after a while
0: does everybody gotta find something yeah (laughs) i'm i'm just wondering like when it comes time for Baldur's gate 3 to come out are people just gonna hit it with the oh they just they just re-released Divinity 3 with a Baldur's Gate skin.
1: That one trick pony? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Larry, consistently putting out the best tactical turn-based RPGs ever made, and people will find fault with that. <laughs> yeah, they, should, mean, they should do something different than the thing that they've mastered and do better than everyone else. Yeah,
1: and so... Uh, do you remember the release date for The Last of Us 2? It's uh, a. Was it like the end of June, like mid June?
0: Toward the end of June, I think June 21st or something like that.
1: Yeah, which is awesome because now with the. 26? 26? With, with, with the type of delays that this game had being the focus on, at least from what Sony told us, the focus on the, uh, the distribution of the game. Um, it's great because this game has gone gold already, so they have all this time now to work on any, like last minute bugs that they can kind of just iron out before the game comes out, so it's great that they have that they 've gone gold at this point that i'm expecting i 'm expecting but i'm not going to allow it to color my my experience, but i'm expecting a, like just a well polished game, so I think that's awesome mm-hmm. and people want to talk I mean, about that's... how like the heads behind this game don't know what they're doing and, oh, yeah, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh dude the new the new thing that's starting to pop up now is like I... First of all, people are already accepting That this game is a dud <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's all they're talking about But also the game is a dud
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing phrases like Oh yeah, this this will knock Naughty Dog down a peg And that's a good thing Or like, Neil won't, doesn't need to be have this much creative freedom anymore <laughs>
1: He's a mad scientist <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: they, they need to grovel and get Amy Hennig back <laughs>
1: Get get on her knees, <laughs> <laughs> give her whatever she wants. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm so excited to see what the story is going to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. Oh yeah, I can't.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, you know, there's going to be what's what's good too is. Um, we're a week away, or like, yeah, we're a week. About a week away. We're about a week past, like, all that, the spoiler leaks and everything, and people have kind of moved on, which is nice. Yeah.
0: So. Which says to me that the spoilers probably aren't as legit as people want them to make out to be. Not in the sense that they aren't legit, but in the sense that...
1: It's going to ruin the game.
0: Well, I mean, you completely lack context because you're not seeing all these details in the scope of the overall project and the experience. And two, it's like on the flip side of lacking that context, you can't just read read a one sheet and think you got it. You got it. Like that just gives you the idea.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's like if you read something like this person dies but without any type of context it's the weight isn't really there and so you yeah you look at that and it's like oh like uh this like okay yeah if you watch like in game and you found out such and such died i'm not going to do the spoilers even if by now you should have seen the day even if it's been a year and yeah <laughs> to put it back in film so you can watch it again it's literally on disney plus um yeah like if you didn't watch it and you just heard who died it'd be like ah oh, damn but until you watch the movie you don't really get like the impact and the whole build up to that moment and you miss all of that and so to really just boil it down to a sentence without really even understanding everything that goes into the build up to that you can't really you can't you can't assume that the story isn't going to be there that um, that eventually gets to that decision, to that that to that climax, I'll say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. You got another one?
1: Yes. Um, all right, so next topic of the week. Top T- topic, topic of, of the week. Uh, this one will be quick. Uh, this is just from Switch. Uh, they have surpassed 55 million units sold. So uh, they're 20 million away from the 3DS. So the Switch is... On its way up Uh, There's some predictions that it might be Nearing its peak but uh, we'll see uh, Especially with uh, production being Down during COVID we'll see if the um We'll see how that goes. It's where like everything kind of just sold out (laughs) during right when like lockdowns are getting announced. So we'll see how consumerism bounces back. And also if it stays up just because people we will see if people still want to entertain themselves the way that they were.
0: Man, when will they learn that consumerism ain't going nowhere and it will always bounce back stronger than it has ever been. Uh, People, people need to spend money on things that add just short term value to their lives. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, I like. I look at social media, and I'm just like, oh, this is just one big like marketing tool. When people get mad at, I don't know, like influencers for um, marketing, influencing, (laughs) yeah, for saying like, hey, I'm I'm rocking this watch, by the way, and this is a paid ad. Uh, It's yeah, because everything that people do, everything people are watching, and they're constantly absorbing, and they're considering things that they can consume on, and yeah, um, I think that. Yeah, people are going to see like, oh, somebody's playing the Switch. Well, I want a Switch. Or oh, somebody's playing the PlayStation. They got an incredible Battle Station. Well, you know what? I now need a gaming chair, and I need a headset, and I need a 4K TV, and I need a pro controller. (laughs) Like you need all that (laughs) stuff to go along with it. And I need more mana. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. The Switch killing it. Next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. PlayStation Blog released their April top uh, PlayStation downloads. So we'll run through that real quick. Uh, Number one, no surprise, Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PS4. Damn. Top downloaded game.
0: March and April.
1: Yeah. Uh, Two... Call of Duty: Modern Warfare makes sense. Three NBA 2K20 also makes sense. The season not even going, and people still want that basketball fix.
0: Well, Uh, people need it now more than ever, man. I bet you they're just simulating games and watching like it's real. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Stream it. Could you imagine, dude? Why do you think people? Do you think anyone is simulating the game, streaming it, and charging people? on their channel to watch it. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean,
1: I know um ESPN this yeah. isn't uh simulating, but ESPN they were actually having professional players who were gamers uh, playing like have they're setting up NBA 2K twenty tournaments with actual professional players. So it's kind of fun to like just one see how they played and also hear them talking trash <laughs> while yeah. playing the game. Yeah. And then like also like seeing players refuse to play as their team because their team is trash. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, number four. Did, did any players
0: refuse to play as themselves because they're trash?
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a question. Like, oh, you got my stats all wrong. <laughs> uh, number four, Grand Theft Auto 5 still uh, being downloaded, still selling. Uh, that makes sense. Five, we got another Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Campaign okay. Remastered. There it is. <laughs> Six, uh, Resident Evil 3. Seven, Minecraft. Eight, EA Sports, FIFA 20. Nine, Monopoly Plus. (laughs) What? Making a Um, splash.
0: I get it. People are starting to train for when they're going to come back to this world of lower prices and property values.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ten, Marvel Spider Man. People still want that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Eleven, Madden NFL 20. Twelve, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. 13 uno damn people are just buying board games people are bored buying board games getting that getting that co-op <laughs> that uno um,
0: so what if it's like a bunch of people who don't play video games but they play board games with their friends and it's like well we're quarantined so yeah. we can't have board game night well we can get playstations to play uno
1: <laughs> oh it's also too it's like yeah like uh 'Cause uh, I imagine maybe they have online, so that social distancing board game playing. You can't you can't have people over where you can get everybody yeah. together and all play online. So Damn, maybe that's did we what's just, going on.
0: Did we just identify a subculture of gaming that developed specifically because of this outbreak?
1: I mean that it's it sets the table for a possible like D and D game to be made with uh social distancing. Yeah. Uh for, get in while you can. Yes, fourteen. Uh, this game came out. Uh, predator hunting, hunting grounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, not not too much fanfare, but at least it's been made, and now it stands as an example of how to possibly execute that kind of idea with the with the predator property. I want these old like eighties, nineties movies revisited for
1: modern gaming, man. Pushing too many pencils. Yes. Uh, Fifteen. MLB the show. Twenty. Okay. Uh, Sixteen Red Dead Redemption Two. I thought people didn't like riding their horse. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of these days, I got
0: to fire that game back up. Yeah.
1: Seventeen Need for Speed Heat. Mm -hmm. Eighteen Rocket League. Nineteen God of War. And twenty Kingdom Hearts Three.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, More like more like Kingdom farts
1: yeah uh (laughs) i would do top three psvr games number one i think it's like the same games every week but number one beat saber number two this is a new one um at least on the list but uh it's been around creed rise to glory people want. oh
0: i can't go to the gym
1: People want that boxing. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's can't go to the gym.
0: Don't have a bag. Get those move controllers. Those are about what a a pound each, maybe twelve ounces.
1: Suited up, play as Adonis Creed. Put your wraps on. Get
0: your Vaseline on your face. Get your get your boo thing to put some Vaseline on your face.
1: Uh-huh. Sing you some music.
0: Rub your shoulders between your.
1: <laughs> hit, hit select. Pour water on your on your on your VR headset. Get the
0: get the cut man. Yeah. Get your dog as a cup man. Just licking your face.
1: Yeah, licking your wounds. Uh, and then 13 job simulator. People love it.
0: People out of a job.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs>
0: simulate job. Is this where the extra six hundred bucks on the unemployment is
1: going? Yeah, towards job simulator, maybe. And
0: towards PS4s and, and games that simulate real life.
1: Yes. And then uh top three uh free to play games, we have Call of Duty Warzone, people loving that. Uh, All right two Fortnite and three apex legends uh apex legends season five on the way i think it comes out next week they got a new character coming very similar to sombra i wonder what that's all about Mm -hmm. but um yeah apex legends continuing to kill it respawn continuing to kill it speaking of a dub next topic of the week top topic of the week we can do a quick hit here. Uh, for the May the 4th, uh, we got some announcements, and one of them being that Jedi Fallen Order uh, received some new content, some content updates, content added.
0: Some unexpected DLC in the form of some meditation challenges.
1: Yes. Uh, we also got New Game Plus, Journey new Plus. Game. I
0: think we got some new cosmetics as well.
1: Yeah. Uh the meditation training. Uh so basically it's a combat challenge and a battle grid. Uh the combat challenge yeah. is wave-based. so at some point
0: oh, I do intend to check that out. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, you kinda cut out.
1: Oh yeah, no problem. Uh just yeah, wave based game modes and then uh the battle grid is sandbox style game mode for players to make their own encounters.
0: Damn, the wave base can make you such a good player at this game. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> nah. We also got some additional good news about Jedi Fallen Order in that EA has announced it is the start of a franchise, so we could at least expect the Jedi Fallen Order 2 to come down the line sometime in the not-so-distant
1: future. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is continuing, continuing to build on the goodwill that has been uh, coming by the way of Respawn by way of publisher ea um they have just been the devil (laughs) yeah there's just been a string of uh good games that uh respawn has been putting out uh despite ea uh as the trolls would probably say but also um by the way free content as we just said uh coming from that publisher that is all about money 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 so uh just another thing for people when they come at ea sideways just let it be known that um they are on a trend And it's, if this trend continues You're going to be that dude who's still complaining about Old shit and people are going to be like Why are you, why are you bringing up old shit
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I posted that animated gif To somebody oh, Like yeah? two days ago They were talking about something that happened the day before I'm like why are you bringing up old shit
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> We we are past that. Yeah, we're past those days. There's
0: there's no going backwards. This is boy bastards, man.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So A dub, you got anything before we uh close out the show?
0: I am fresh out, my friend.
1: All right, man. Well, yeah, great. Great week, ton of content. I'm expecting more content. Uh, NPD will be coming around the corner. We might get some more gameplay announcements. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Jeff Keeley has his stuff coming. So yeah, um, it's great. Uh, people were worried that we were we were going to have this content void of uh, just things not coming out, things not getting shipped. But it seems like things are starting to pick back up, trying to shut things down so that they can get things going. And so yeah, I'm expecting things to start coming our way, so I'm, I'm excited A-Dub, uh, these are good times at least looking ahead, good times coming
0: <laughs> It's the best time to be a gamer
1: Yeah. Every
0: <laughs> every new day it makes it better and better yes. So, you know take your blinders off, take them rose-tinted glasses off, shut your mouth and enjoy yourself
1: Well this is Control Issues I am the AAC and this is Thanks for coming. Second. Second.